Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 14, titled Look at the Flowers. I know, I know everybody remembers this. Come on. How could you not? Uh, and the, the, if you didn't remember it, the show will remind you a little bit. So uh, we have an announcement before we get to the meat of this episode. Uh, we had to do things a little bit out of order to make room in our schedule for some personal stuff that's coming up. Eh, a friend's coming into town. Um, and you probably know that friend. It's Jesse from Personal Arrogance. Been a long time uh, friend of Bald Move. And he's coming into town. And more recently, Bad Bad Books by Worst People, the podcast. Uh, yes, he does have his own podcast. Uh, so he's coming into town and we're going to take a little bit of time off to spend with him. And so we had to record this a little bit early. And that means there will be no feedback podcast this week. So if you're looking for that on Friday... Sorry, uh, but it will return the following week. So, actually, no. It won't. It I won't return it the following week, will it? Because we're recording so. things in a weird order. Eh, maybe it'll be back. Who knows? I, yeah. The only thing I know for sure is this week, no feedback podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's all going to sync up just fine. I have but to also consult my almost, calendar otherwise. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll be we'll be all good to go by the season finale and uh, uh we should have everything all all fixed up and to schedule sync by then. Yeah, for sure. Uh so, let's talk about this episode. Aaron, what do you think of it? I really like this episode. Um I want to talk about how it fits in with the larger structure of the season or more specifically how the last episode fit into the larger uh structure of the a season. Uh, and I still have like, you know, like uh, I felt like we had the season finale or at least a penultimate episode like two episodes ago. And now it feels like or I, I was wondering, I was like, well, what the next the next three weeks is just going to be like this super long, you know, then no more. Just like this. Uh, and because and it's but that's not how The Walking Dead usually rolls. Walking Dead usually has like a big hammer at the end of every season. This isn't a wire like where the hammer comes on the penultimate episode and then the the last episode's essentially dealing with the aftermath and setting up the next season. Uh, this typically leaves you with a massive cliffhanger. With the death of Alpha, with the scattering of the Horde, with the division of the Whispers, I don't know what the thing is. Is it going to be some horrifying thing that... Uh, Eugene discovers on his travels that doesn't involve bright pink coats and machine guns uh, <laughs> uh-huh. and, and uh, zombie based skit humor. Uh, is it going to like, I, I, I don't know, but this episode I thought was excellent. I thought it was excellent and hmm. how it's kind of laying tracks for a Negan redemption with a key player in the form of Daryl. I like it that like, you know, if you're going to have Carol do a clearing episode, a la Morgan, you know, having her haunted by the vision of her recently slain adversary, reminding her of all of her past failures, of all her past attempts to keep people safe. How it's, I thought that was that that worked really well. Um, King Ezekiel saying goodbye to Jerry really hit me in the feels like I was kind of unexpected by that. Uh, that feels like a like a final goodbye. Yeah, uh, maybe I, I wasn't I, the, the, the death mask covering over Jerry actually was just he just <laughs> borrowed it from the king for a couple episodes, it turns out. Yeah. Um, and that whole thing, like them like going forth and discovering new lands and stuff felt really cool, too. Uh, I, I really liked this episode. Um, I, I liked it a lot. 
All right. Um, and I didn't like it quite as much. I, I was pretty mad on it, actually. I think uh, hmm. I, I came away with a couple of questions that I'm not sure the episode wanted me to have. Like, what is it actually that Carol wants? I, I feel like I was supposed to get by the end of this what she actually wants, but I did not. And maybe I'm dumb, but I didn't I didn't feel like the, the episode really answered that question or maybe it wasn't intended right. to. Uh, maybe I it was think, just I raising the question. I think you're right that they didn't answer that question and it's still a lingering one in the air. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, then I don't feel so bad about not picking up what it was trying to put down because <laughs> it wasn't putting anything down. Um, the other thing that felt weird to me about this is the way they really leaned into how fast uh, Negan had to take out Alpha and how long it took. And I get it. Like there's the cost of, of him, you know, not doing it as quickly as Carol would have liked and more people died and, she got a chance to, you know, come and take out the hilltop, but th- th- they lean into that so many times this episode, and I was just like, oh boy, they're they're really pushing this uh, theme here. And I don't know. I mean, maybe on a uh, third watch, I, I actually did get a second watch in on this, even though we accelerated our schedule. Um, and I'm glad I did because I understood a little bit more what they were going for. Um, and I probably really wouldn't have liked it at all if I didn't mm-hmm. get that second watch. Um, I think the th- the big thing that they're going for here and the thing that gives me maybe hope that the next or final episode of the season will be a real like uh, big event is Beta becoming Alpha. Like by the end of this, you understand that Beta is Alpha now um, and he has taken on that role both even worse physically, he's Alpha Beta. <laughs> right. Both physically and mentally. He's usurped her control and now he's creating a new army right like when he steps outside that bar and just you know starts drawing in his army his legion of fans and we'll talk about that uh he's creating an army that he's going to go exact revenge uh on alexandria on anybody he can find so that's got to be the big thing right there there's another attack judith tells i I think i I was right in assuming that maybe judith was mistaken or judith was lying to michonne about oh yeah alpha's dead the whispers are not a problem anymore uh because beta is about to do something big i think see and i think that's why that's okay the beta stuff is super fucking cool. I liked it. I liked the half moon imagery reflected in the, his like half dead, half like alpha face at the end. I thought yeah. that stuff was really cool. The cunt him being a country music singer actually kind of makes sense. Like I was like, as soon as I saw his face on the poster and him ripping it down, I'm like, is that him? Right. And then when he picked and up, that makes the, sense the, why the they recognized him a couple episodes ago. Right. And remember when the guy came up in it? the woods and he was like, it's you. Huh. Yeah, because he recognized him from his singing days. Yeah, because I I was still thinking that that was going to be, but why? Okay, I yeah, I I I still was. I'm I'm struggling to process this because I was still laboring on the the well. Bait is doing some kind of like, you know, underhand. It's probably stuff that he thinks is loyal to the pack and loyal to Alpha, but it's not stuff that Alpha is condoning or even has knowledge about. Like it's a kind of a wheels think, within wheels. Kind I of think they're just laying tracks for this man. I, I you might be right after seeing like, this. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Huh. Huh. So like, I wonder if he goes out to this spot. Is is this like uh, the Lydia cradle uh, for beta? You know, like Alpha had the Lydia. Like, yeah. is this his kind of like going back and sulk and think and 
you know, how he recruits, he he blasts his old albums. And I had a lot of questions about how (laughs) that works. Like, where is the power coming from? Is this a gramophone? man, does he like what? Gramophone um, hooked up to the house PA system. Sure. (laughs) But see, wouldn't it? I, okay. Wouldn't it not have flowed so much better if we got the Michonne episode at the minimum of next week, if not the week after that? Because like, I think at the end of this episode, Daryl could come back to Alexander and be like, hey, you're not going to believe this, but Negan fucking killed Alpha. Uh, The Walker, the the whispers are leaderless and uh, are trying to worship Negan as a god. They're like the like the the pack, you know, uh, Magnus said the pack is 90 percent destroyed at this point. The horde is 90 percent destroyed. Like I could feel that like the mood in Alexander would be like V-Day, you know, Mm -hmm. we fucking won. We did it. We did it again. Not knowing that Beta is out here exactly. for one last suicidal, like, and and and, and even it's like kind of cool in the like one one of the things I thought was interesting about them, like you didn't do it fast enough, you didn't do it fast enough, and Negan's like, well, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not on a suicide mission. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to get myself killed here. It's a nice parallel to Beta, who's got a mission and a suicide complex, thinks he's already dead, right? Uh, right. So, like, I think you're supposed to understand that, like, he's going to inflict a lot of pain and misery. And I don't like I do just don't understand why they didn't have that. The Michonne episode happen next week or the week after even. Yeah, that's one of the Uh, things that I really love about some of my favorite shows like Breaking Bad, for instance, is they always play with that disparity between what the parties in the show know. Right. And when we as an audience know a little bit more than the characters and we're going oh no they just made a very bad decision based on information they don't have that we do have that's always exciting that's always dramatic mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. It, yeah they could have done something like that when judith calls up michonne and says hey yeah everything's good we killed alpha no whisperer threat and we know beta's just rounded up a bunch i have a conspiracy theory because I noticed that they they ripped Denai Guerrero's credit out of the intro sequence. Like, what? Done. She's out of the show. She is no I longer. Didn't think a, you she's could not do a that. main cat. Well, I'm. I wonder if the fucking bean counters AMC. God bless their souls. You know, we talk about them all the time. How much we love them. I wonder if they're like you know, if you cut if you cut Denai at this mark, we can cut her out of the quarter of the season. And it's her final appearance. Whereas if we have her final appearance, episode 15, we got to have her in main cast or like, and I, I just wonder if like, it's literally like they're trying to get a couple hundred thousand dollars out of Denai's wallet. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And if you think that they would, surely they production. wouldn't be that petty and heartless. I will remind you that they fucked an, a teenager who uh-huh. already moved, bought a house and signed up for college in Georgia. Like, like a week or two after y'all did that, let him, Oh, Ah, I'm gonna write you out this season. Ah, yeah. Chandler. Ooh, ah, I feel sorry. So they, they, I put nothing past these people, and and I, like I said, I don't, I, I, I was shocked too. Like I was like, because uh, I just, you know, I was watching the credits, and I, I kind of always do. I think the intro is kind of neat, and it gives me time to like finish my intro notes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, she's not there. Holy shit. So I, I wonder if it was some kind of like, well, if we cut her out four episodes to go, then that's we can prorate this to be in seventy five percent of the season. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, but it, that's especially like if that's it's big, if true. Right. But also, uh, right. If it is research, true, obviously. Yeah. If it is true, uh, it, I've seen shows leave cast members who've, who've left or died 
for years, years. Like they'll they'll be in season two. It's all they'll com- have yeah. a five season run and they'll leave them in there for the whole time. So yeah, no, I, I I've seen the same thing, and I know that like the credits are like a, a very tightly. That's something yeah. part of contract negotiations. Order of who uh, is main cast, who is special appearing, who is the guest star, who is also featured, who's like all that stuff is is all handled in negotiations, and it means something that literally, like as the dust from her car pulls out of the AMC parking lot, they're just like ripping this wow. the deny signs down. I think, I think, wow, but I don't know, maybe maybe not. Yeah, man, that's that's wild. Uh, I'll have to go back and check that out because that's crazy. But but yeah, it seems like that's it's like now that I've seen this episode, it feels even crazier how they sent off Michonne because like again, I it's like I don't even know that like yeah, I think they did Michonne dirty. We talked about this a lot last week, but like it also kind of did the show dirty because it kind of preemptively spoiled this episode. Like at no time that I think, oh well, you know. The, the 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 whispers are going to get together and they're going to mount a series. But so I don't know. I yeah. yeah. I, I I it's it's it made me it made me more pissed about last episode in retrospect, especially when I think how good and how of a piece this episode felt with everything else. And you know, it's not like a season killer, right? This this isn't no mistakes that they can't recover from, and it's not mistakes so big that you know anybody anybody's going to really care by the time we get to the next uh, what attack on. Oceanside yeah, or no, Alexandria, this, this, it'll be fine. Uh, as Obama said, let me be clear. I, I, this show drug me through three seasons of some of the worst television I've ever seen before <laughs> right. it broke my loyalty, and I'm back and I'm engaged. So no, no, a single episode <laughs> misstep or fucking over a Ms. Guerrera is not going to like have me out on the season, but is this one of those things I went, hmm, yeah. hmm, hmm on. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with the recap. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. We try to make it super easy to support making podcasts at Bald Move. Just join the club. But some people aren't a joining type, or maybe they're already in the club but want to add a little bit of gratuity for an especially great season of coverage, or for a podcast that really spoke to them or gave them that bit of support in a tough time. For these, and for whatever other reason you might have, our tip jar is always open. Head over to support.baldmove.com and click the donate option to say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate it. Once again, check out support.baldmove.com for all the great ways to help me and Jim keep making the podcast you love. All right, we start off with a flashback to Negan and Carol planning the murder of Alpha. Um, he's he's in a cell. This is, I don't even know how long ago. That's, that's a this problem was, with like, you didn't do it fast enough. I don't know how fast was fast enough. And I also don't know when they started and how long it took. This so this is after you remember when those uh, bullies um, pushed Lydia to the ground and mm-hmm. Negan came and like sh- or was it Lydia anyway someone got one of the the female bullies got killed hit her head up against the building and killed her and they were gonna kill this him. is that yeah. night 
yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I just don't know how much time, like actual time, has passed. Has it been a week? That's has it been a good six question. months? I don't really know. That's I, I guess the weather cause... might tell you if Walking Dead cared about the weather, but I don't know that they do unless it's a set piece, right? Yeah, it's like, and that's fair. Like, I, you know, if you just show me some random picture of Ohio from like April to November, you know, I wouldn't be able to tell you if it's spring, is it fall, is it, you know, like, depending if there's trees yeah. on it, it could even be high summer. So, like, that's fine. But then I actually think that's one of the strong points of this show is that it's kind of gotten a little bit gaze uh, 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 like a gauzy kind of hazy view of its own timeline so you don't really like yeah like i i think that works in this show's favor so they can do things and unless they want to make it clear that this is literally like the same night or the next day they can do that but also like yeah, has yeah. it been two weeks since the last attack three weeks four it's, it's whatever whatever seems right in your own mind you know we do find out that it's been seven years since negan was put in that cell um, and we knew there was like a multi-year f- a flash forward um, so somewhere I in last season. I think we knew that. Like just, I didn't just, know the exact you know, like, number. Yeah. But I, I will say that like uh, hearing it, yeah, it sounds like a lot. You it know, does. like sitting in that cell, you know, oh, essentially solitary confinement for seven years is, is a lot. Is and a it lot. gives me <laughs> scope on the entire show, too. I'm thinking, okay, seven years since the saviors were taken down how many years were before that it was i mean it's been well over a decade into like this apocalypse, we're in a de- right? yeah like i'm saying like it's 10 to 10 to 11 years um yeah. and i know i know there's a wikipedia article that has like this entire timeline but obviously sure. until i get caught up i'm not checking that out no yeah. no and the show no. doesn't come back to it much but here they did and i was grateful for that what do you get what do you get somebody for the 10th anniversary of the zombie apocalypse oh uh, that like, that's like cardboard mask. wood skin it's yeah, skin, it's ten, skin. Yeah, of course yeah. ten, 10 years of skin yeah yeah <laughs> uh so yeah negan's rightfully questioning like the consequences if they fail uh he wants to know also what's in it for him she says he can prove himself to the people and she'll make sure they remember it as long as he does it fast enough and this is the beginning of the fast enough uh theme here we flash forward to carol putting alpha's head on a spike and Negan wants Carol to take him back to town now and tell him what he did. But she says, no, nah, I need to be alone for a while and just walks off. So leaves him in the wind as the, still the monster that Alexandria thinks he is. Carol's the monster, right? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I, I hate I'm, it. I was like, shame on you, mm. Carol, for this, because like Negan is trying to redeem himself. He's trying to do right by Alexandria and you are fucking him. And Carol, like, I thought it was interesting, the distinction they made explicitly, like, Negan's like, I don't want to do anything to lead to the destruction of every man, woman, and child in a settlement, and despite what you might think, I'm not down with that, you know? Uh, and then she says, I just need this done. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the way she's been all, she doesn't, like, as long as Alpha's dead, she doesn't care who else gets taken down with it she's consumed this is ahab white whale territory which I, they've been telling me that all season and like I, but i keep on thinking that like every time daryl gets one-on-one he's going to be able to talk her out of that or something but she no no right. and now i don't understand the impulse of not wanting to does she think that Negan is dangerous and actually like, I'm just going to go wander the earth and you can go get fucked. And uh, I hope you die because you were my tool. If you, I, 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 I got the idea that she, this is a real betrayal. Like this isn't just like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to wander the woods for like a week, you know, do a mud mask, get my mind right. And you know, 
I'll be, I'll be back and everything's going to be. I think she's just like, I've reneged on the deal. Yeah. Or, or I guess maybe she totally reneged on it, but also she might just be letting him twist in the wind for a while while she gets her head on straight. I, I, I can't tell. I can't tell if she intends on coming back or not. The way that Carol's constructed as a character, I don't see her ever forgiving Negan. I see her using him, Mm -hmm. uh, manipulating him, but like forgiving him for all the pain and misery and death that he's personally visited on this community. I don't see I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, it's tough because in this episode, they asked the question, what does Carol actually want? And she's been hard to read ever since she went Rambo, right? Um down to the point where like she gets into Alexandria and starts baking cookies for all the kids and we're like oh she's changed she's happy now nope nope never mind uh those were those were fake cookies that was fake happiness she's haunted by all sorts of things still I don't know what she wants does she want peace or does she want a JSS like I think she wants to die I think she wants to die I think that's what the episode kept on confronting her with and her saying I don't want that but she specifically said I want to be left alone and well, but then she conjures Alpha and Alpha's like oh you could have picked anyone you picked me because I get the job done and she Alpha motivates her to get the fuck out from under the boathouse and go on just JSS like but it, maybe she it, said picked it picked anyone to get her to like kill herself too or be okay with dying because like man the, that's the thing is like Carol is just a multi-layered onion of trauma like they go all yeah. the way back to the Ed days of yeah, her being do this, in like this beat, mousy high, uh, highlight mm-hmm. uh, um, housewife right and like you know like in, in some points like Alpha even like inhabited the spirit of her dead husband like running her down yeah. gendered slurs and insults and mm-hmm telling her she's brainless worthless like it was like i said it, it's great because like you know we have this history we know beat for beat like all the time she's tried to you know save herself save her family save the people that she loves all the time she's failed um that makes all that poignant but like i i think that's the thing that carol doesn't want to front is like carol is not suicidal but she wants to die she's tired of this um yeah and i and, and i'm wondering like um what is the arc going to be that kind of leads her out of this, this, this darkness and gets her back to genuine peace? I, it's probably going to happen in a different show. The spinoff, <laughs> right? Like I, Jesus, 24 <laughs> episodes of Kara wandering the woods suicidal next season. That doesn't sound yeah. like fun. I mean, we've had like I've, 50 episodes of it already, right? Like she's been in that state for a long time, man. I hope next, I hope next season is about her finding how to move on so that we can start the Daryl Carroll arc with a kind of a fresh slate, you know? Okay. That'd be I don't nice. Wanna, yeah. I, like that would really turn me off as a new, a new show watcher. If like, I felt like a large part of Daryl Carroll spinoff is like relitigating past walking dead stuff. I mean, obviously they are the same characters. So like all everything yeah, we yeah. said about Carol being a trauma onion and, you know, Daryl's this one too. like, as mm-hmm. I'm not saying they, they need to forget that and never revisit it. I'm just saying right. that like, you know, 24 episodes plus another season of her. I just want to be left alone and die in the woods is not an, a compelling series make. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I, I was watching this scene and the, the head on the spike going, you guys need to take care of that. Th- this job is not done and you need to fucking do it because 
if the whisperers find this, they are going to use Alpha's head as some sort of token, some sort of sign that she's ascended. And now, like, sure. the true prophet has arisen and they're going to be more fervent than ever. You yeah. it just shows that they do not understand. Well, it shows that Carol's a little bit selfish. She wants to, like, try to insult Alpha, but also she doesn't understand she this really culture. Doesn't. She does not get who the whisperers are. Fully. She doesn't understand that in, in the whisperer religion that Alpha's not dead or right. Or that no, she's actually all she's always been dead. Everyone is uh, dead. Right. And it's right. just whether you're 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 you've you've ascended, like you said, or raised up or, or whatever. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, I'm using words from other cults and stuff, but like. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's, there's that I'm, mentality. I, we'll talk about because I'm a little bit I'm a little bit disappointed that debate killed completely killed the, the alpha head at the end because I thought it would be really sick for him to like wander around with her like strapped to his back like some kind of fucking oracle that he pulls out just to talk right. to every once in a while or yeah. like to judge people like uh, let's see what alpha thinks of you nom nom she, I you know, it's like, gonna I, think the same of everyone right right, right. <laughs> right but like I just think that that's an un- nice unhinged quality to, yeah. to beta that like although you know strapping her half of her face to yours too is also pretty <laughs> pretty fucking sweet for so. sure or imagine if like he set up like uh like some kind of Zaphod Beeblethrox Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy like rigged up so she's on his shoulder like a second head or something uh, would that be fucking rad wild what, Nick, what, you, come on Nicotero you didn't lobby for that Oh, Plus, I'm sure he did. It wasn't in the budget. Samantha Morton's deadhead performance was really good. And yeah. I thought the effects like there's a couple times where I'm like, they're just holding Samantha Morton's decapitated head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, how How is this actually happening? How can they not show a deer with CGI, yeah. but they can put a person's head in someone's hands? Like, what the hell? Yep. I wonder if some of that's animatronics, too, if they they made a cast of her head and then. Because all you got really got to do is move the eyes a little and the jaw up and down. That's right? true, but it's a good one. Like, it's a very I, good cast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Uh, maybe it'll be on the behind the scenes DVDs. I don't know. Hmm. So we go to the woods where Ezekiel is taking it hard that he failed his mission to save the kids. Um, and you know he's being talked down by Jerry. Uh, Magnus shows up and Jerry's happy to see her, like really happy to see her. And Rosita has some injuries and she tells Eugene, hey, it's about time that you told everybody what is up uh, with Stephanie. So he does that. Um, they, they, refer to- they all like ask the, the exact right questions. They, yep. they bring up every single question that he has failed to think of and ask about because he's been love struck by blue weevil uh and ezekiel backs him and is like well if eugene's gut says we go then we go uh and some others even join him on the the journey i thought this felt like i the show does this a lot like uh have people stand up and ask obvious questions um and then lean heavily into pathos to resolve the the problem. Um, and yeah, like I thought Eugene did a pretty good speech about like, isn't it time to take a leap of faith to find new friends and allies? And, mm-hmm. you know, f- isn't it time for Eugene to get it in? And uh, King Ezekiel standing up and being like, fuck it. I, 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 yeah, like a volunteer squad going. I did have a question because I thought that Eugene was supposed to go alone. 
Did she is say it, that? I can't remember. I mean, she must. I mean, surely the show's not so stupid that, that they would like go back or, or Eugene's like, oh, shit, I forgot. I was supposed to be here alone. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of think it's I thought it was it was handled pretty well. That like it's not an insane concept. And if you're risking three of your people to go and perhaps make contact with yet another community that you can have a fruitful, uh-huh. um, you know, collaboration with, like, wh- why not? Why not? I mean, the real um, question also, is, like, are you going to get a governor type, right? Because they had a similar thing going where sure. the governor seemed normal and cool when they met him. And then he turned out to be a monster. So mm. you, you can't it's hard to trust that, like, even your eyes won't deceive you. Maybe they go there and they've got an awesome community and everybody's so nice and they have food and medical supplies and doctors, which are in short supply now. Uh, but we, then six months did, down the line, they integrate and then they fuck you, right? Yeah, yeah. Once you lower your guard down, you find out the 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 man behind the the curtain is actually a monster, and it's too late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all, those are all the all risks. Um, uh-huh. They they named. I think this is the first time they they mentioned this mysterious hilltop medic, Alex. Yeah, that they've had the whole time. I sure, guess. why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, are we ever going to, I, I want, uh, have we met Alex? Are we going to meet Alex? Feels like they need to cast remember. this guy already. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, it, it sucks. That I've learned Alex's name before Boston Rob, but them's the breaks. And then the other kind of half of this scene is Yumiko telling Magna to go with them so she can go on some adventure and it'd be good for her. But uh, Magna turns it around and says, ah, actually you should leave with them instead and she does I, I guess this was like danger. yeah Yumiko's been uh, putting off the things she wanted or something to no. to run the hilltop for like a week I, I don't know exactly what's going on but fuck Magna that's what's going on uh, this show is trying to make me feel oh, like oh she yeah. has a point and maybe maybe Magna's a little controlling and like or uh, Yumiko's kind of like get the fuck out of here with all that shit as long as Yumiki gets the fuck away from Magna and I don't have to ever be put in a position where I give a shit about Magna again, I'm going to be happy. That's the thing. I just the, can't stand this fucking character. The show's firing up the the sad music, the sad strings. Like, I'm supposed to feel something during this scene for Magna as she's, like, smiling as Yumiko goes off. And I'm like, this is the fix. supply thief. This, this is... They have done yes. nothing to redeem Magna so far. Nothing. Oh. No. Just give her this serenely peaceful, you know, there's nothing for you to fix. I just need no, routine. And breaking like, up with your oh, girlfriend doesn't mean that you're redeemed from from endangering an entire community of people in an apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we all need to break up with you because you you stole a bunch of shit from us. Right. In the zombie apocalypse. You took food and medicine out of babies' mouths, you motherfucker. Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. And for what? And for what? Because because the other times you put the group in, in in danger has made people kind of be a little bit like, uh, you know, checking up on you and making sure you're not fucking screwing stuff up. And I don't know, stealing from the community. Yeah. That sometimes happens when you fuck up that bad. Sometimes you got to eat a lot of crow and you got to build up that trust, but no, yeah. Magna's not interested in that. Magna just, uh, she, she doesn't need to be fixed, man. And that's fine. Cause yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad she's been shitty the whole time. Ego. The show's done nothing to redeem her. So, I did not care. Yeah. 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 Um, maybe, maybe Yumiko have, uh, I don't know. I, I wish her well. I wish her well in the, 
and romantic hunting in the zombie apocalypse. Maybe the new girl, maybe the new girl is, uh, is, um, uh, open to, to that type of relationship. All right. I don't know anything about her other than she's got a pretty twisted sense of zombie humor. And I already Mm -hmm. like her better than Magna. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) She hasn't stolen anything from the people we love yet. (laughs) Yeah. She hasn't taken, taken candy from babies. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll talk more about her when we get there because I have some questions. But the the other thing, I can't help but think that Yumiko's fashion sense here is putting her in jeopardy. Did you notice this gigantic hole in her jeans? I couldn't help but notice it because she's got her knee up in this scene and her her entire like thigh and knee and shin is exposed for one big hole in her jeans and she's like tugging at it trying to get it to mm-hmm. fit so she could sit down right i'm like you're in yeah, a zombie I... apocalypse lady maybe wearing the 90s fashions is not your most important thing <laughs> yeah well at least she's not wearing like hot shorts like uh, rosita did when she showed up Fair. Like, maximum amount Fair. of zombie skin exposed to zombies yeah yeah like, at least she can run though your... yumiko would get caught up in her own pants trying to run from a zombie what, and like what are, are like fucking jeans hard to come by in the apocalypse 99 no. percent of the human race ain't walking around them anymore go out and find right. your size man uh ride a couple miles on the washing machine get them all nice and washed and put them on yep throw some stones in a, a bucket and stonewash those bad boys <laughs> get yeah, your fashion yeah. and your function mm-hmm. just saying <laughs> uh all right beta finds alpha's head on the spike and he has one of his guys take off the mask and then pushes his face up to alpha saying do you hear what she's saying and then she gets a bite of him and then he he takes her head down cradles it in his arms just like i thought he would i yeah it's killing me, man. It's killing me how dumb and selfish Carol can be at times. Uh, it is. And Negan. Yeah. Negan. Like when Carol says, okay, Negan, I'm reading on the deal. I'm heading out to the wilderness. Fuck you. I'm gone. Negan should grab that head and he should head back to, back to Alexandria and he should throw yep, it over the gate and the say, play. here's what I did. Fuckers. You're right. That's the play. I don't know. Uh, you're and I don't know because like Negan knows intimately how big a mistake tactically this is in terms of re- re- walk um, whisper religious doctrine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why didn't he take it? Because that's his that's his that's his e ticket, man. That's his golden ticket. Right. Um, hmm. It's because they I did needed like, him to uh, be just a little too late on everything. I, I do think that we a lot of times talk disparagingly about the musical choices on the show. I actually thought the musical cues were really good this episode that like note they play when the one, you know, beta is like processing alpha's death. And then the one guy's like, you're the alpha now. And like the, the way those chords came in, I thought that was really good. Like they right, got when some great really good fire comes in. beta music. <laughs> yeah. When they, when they fire up the Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I thought, for I, people I, who actually didn't watch it or just listen to the podcast, they didn't do that. I thought it was good and also just like uh, the insanity of him pushing that guy's face into Alf like, yo, you got to get closer. She's she's talking to you. And yeah. And you're wondering, like, at what level of awareness is he operating on? You know, like, I thought that adds to the unhinged quality. Like, does Beta actually think she's whispering? I don't know. Maybe she does. Or maybe this is just his cold smack way of uh, destroying something. I think also, he I does, does given what has, happens later. He has two companions in this scene. Next scene, he only has one. Oh, the other one runs away when oh, when he's he? shoving the face into Alpha's. Yeah, the oh, other guy is okay. I, I wonder because like he, this Beta's killed like five whispers this season for no good reason, as far as I can tell. So yeah. like I just thought maybe you're supposed to understand that the uh, 
you know, he, he killed the one guy. Um, okay. Yeah, he took off. But yeah. Mm. Rightfully so. Uh, also, Daryl finds Negan in a cabin and then kind of corners him with his crossbow to his face. And Negan claims Alpha's dead, shows him her mask. And he explains that he and Carol had a plan. No, I like this. I like, uh, you know, Daryl is not a hothead enough to just kill Negan outright summarily. Um, but he also doesn't trust him like one inch or iota. Yeah. And also Negan plays like Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays this with the right amount of like Negan exasperation of kind of like, God damn, you do one good thing. And now look what happens. I, that's good. It's good. These guys, I think these guys have pretty good chemistry, which yeah, yeah I've never seen him enter. I don't think I've ever seen Negan and Daryl really interact. Like even the easy street Dwight was the heavy on that. Right. I'm not sure I've seen Daryl interact with anybody other than Carol and maybe Judith <laughs> for yeah. any like, He'll say five words and that'll be the extent of his inter- interaction with someone except for Carol, mm-hmm. who, you know, he's developed a relationship with over a decade plus. Sure. But yeah, it's good to see. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think those actors are good together, too. And I, I'm really liking uh, Negan now that he's mellowed. Uh, I'm liking him mm-hmm. so much more because he can still pull that card out. He can he can play the bouncy Negan card. But, you know, that's not going to be all he does the episode. Right. I also think that he's kind of like. Um, like Negan before the jail cell was, a, I think, a literally a different person. I think he yeah. was like apocalypse crazy. Mm-hmm. And he has kind of like that madness uh, has largely, largely left him at this point. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I like I said I I wouldn't have thought two years ago that I would ever be like down for a redeemed Negan arc. I always thought it was going to be like he was always going to be the constant temptation. Like just kill this guy. He's rabble rousing. He's corrupting our youth. I thought that would be a thing that he would like that you know because I I stopped reading comics right um or, you know at the beginning of the whisper arc and they had this cool Negan kind of corrupting because Carl didn't die in the comics yeah kind of long same thing with Judith except for it felt like Carl was kind of getting seduced by that a little bit and I was like that's an interesting thing like what if Negan like turns the scion of Rick you know um, right he's, a, he's causes there, like like calling the kids into the cell and teach it to talking to him about nut tapping teaching yeah, about airplanes he's this almost like satanic figure that just corrupts and seduces but the what's alexander has made it a point the alexander's made it a point not to kill him for some kind of like moral purposes so yeah they can't kill him and but that i, I thought that was going to be his role i never i never dreamed that they would like figure out a way to redeem him and i guess that's still that remains to be seen um it's hard it, to fully redeem a guy who's beat the brains out of so many people in the community you know yeah uh, I'm with you on that, but also they've done a remarkable job. I'm I'm 99% of the way there at this point. So, yeah. All right, Carol takes a walk in the woods, and Alpha appears to her, claiming that she's always watching. I'm always watching. I thought Samantha Morton did a really good job at this part of the episode. Oh, yeah. The, like, yeah, the the almost prosecutor of of carol mm-hmm. uh, she's like a little bit like less whispery and a little bit more direct and forceful um it's good stuff a little bit more carol yeah uh so the guy mm, that alpha bit begins to turn and attracts a walker beta kills his his dude this dude um and lets the walker rip him apart and then goes inside a hotel where he sees a poster for half moon 
a, a guy who's like a country singer and then destroys it along with the guitar. Mm-hmm. Oh, You're and he finds play a note before you smashed a guitar. Come on now. Oh, right. Right. One last album. Uh, these two eyes see one truth. What'd you make of this? Cause I was pretty puzzled by it. I'll be honest. I've thought a lot about it and I, in my head canon, Beta, uh, Half Moon had a good life, you know? He's like the Garth Brooks of, uh, that's probably a dated country western reference, but uh, he's Barry. the, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh-huh. He's, he's an insert your country music uh, star here. And he's had a good life pre-apocalypse. Apocalypse Falls, we know he had a, a relationship Gaines. with... The, he's the Chris the Gaines Chris of country music. <laughs> yeah, he decided that's what caused the, the, the... When the apocalypse came, he decided, I'm going Chris Gaines. It's the only yeah. thing left to do. But he had a relationship with the sun, I think, and that, that, and that kind of drove him crazy. And I can see him like in this dive bar... You know, as the world's falling down around him and he like I, I, I'm I'm guessing that the one truth is something about like we're the world's dead. We're all dead. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no point in like fighting or resisting or trying to keep a life going, which led him to then go to the city, hole up in this same asylum or whatever, wherever the fuck he was at and await for Alpha, who essentially was on that same wavelength like beta was already mm-hmm. pre brainwashed and all she needed to do is is say like oh there actually is a purpose and it is to do this thing and it was compatible with his worldview and then that that he, he clung to it i think that's like with these two eyes i see like that's like at the, at the bottom of a at the bottom of the last whiskey bottle in this bar mm-hmm. he kind of had this realization about the nature of the dead and, and life today and that's what that's what i think what you, you got anything better okay. No, no, um, I guess I was wondering if this was a place that he had been or that someone was living in. Um, and I don't think it was super clear because his no. record could be anywhere, right? I mean, sure. And a poster for him playing there, I guess maybe he had played there at one time, perhaps. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, like this might be like his, you know, um, hometown dive bar that he could play. But like, yeah, oh, I, I mean, he's big enough be. to have a re- they haven't really a recording contract far. and there's he's big enough to have a recording contract and to play several different concerts that had posters printed up and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, and I, I guess, yeah, I don't know why I assume that he wrote this note other than this kind of felt like a shrine to his former life. Gotcha. Because it was all about and like, I, I'm guessing that was his poster. I'm guessing, or I'm guessing that was his guitar. I'm guessing that was his lever action rifle. Like, I think this is where his fight to stay alive kind of ended. Like, I'm guessing his kid died here. I, I don't know. But also, like I said, that this this could be like his um, Lydia cradle. Like he mm-hmm. could have he could have like carefully constructed this over the last couple of years as a whisperer. Like, oh, as he finds memorabilia, he rolls it up, puts it in his trench coat, staggers off here, puts it up. Like, I I don't know why he would do that, but. Yeah. I don't, you know, why did Alpha fucking build a grapevine cradle for her baby who rejected her? Like, it doesn't really fucking make sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, the thing that is that is clear this episode is he chooses to go here and he's trying to find out, look within himself and figure out what the next step is for him and the Whisperers Um, and whether that involves the Whisperers at all or whether he just, you know, is done with that. And by the end, yeah, he's he's consulted with Alpha and she has said, yes, continue doing this. That's, that's the brilliant part about the Whispers theology is like there are no real apostates. Like all if you find an apostate, you kill them and they're back in the flock, you know, like. Right. 
<laughs> you don't yeah. need, it's it's a you can be a whisper herd of one living person with a bunch of guardians like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Alpha is haunting Carol some more and she's talking shit about her kids, talking shit about her status in the community and that she can't go back and she has to be alone. Uh fortunately for Carol, who's getting pretty pissed off, a walker interrupts him and Carol kills it. I get the feeling that when she kills this walker, she's got it like up on her gun or a walking stick. I, I don't know what she's holding there, but she's reminded of, you know, the heads on the spikes there and that freaks her out. And it's Henry's staff, I think. Is it? Um, okay. Yeah, I think it's like, because Lydia was carrying it and I now think that Carol's carrying it. Um, obviously, Negan gotcha. gave it to her. But yeah, I think that, and also like, yeah, I don't like stealth zombies, but if you're going to do a stealth zombie, uh-huh. like having a character overwhelmed by mental trauma and distracted by that is the way to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they should just do it every time. Like characters <laughs> roaming the woods, distracted by traumas and Yeah, I mean they they're all they, they all it's fair. Like every single one of these people <laughs> has true. lived through ten years of zombie apocalypse. That's that's baseline traumatic. Even if you got through unscathed personally, like how many people have you seen die screaming under hordes of undead can- uh, cannibals? That'll, that'll stick with you. Mm-hmm. That'll that'll uh, occupy your mind a few few cycles, I think. And this is also the scene where uh, Alpha starts, uh, you know, Carol's subconscious as Alpha starts questioning what she really wants, and she doesn't believe that it's wanting to be alone. And like, I I like to say about like, you know, uh, 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 picking on like, you know, he sent Henry away and he died alone and afraid, and just like Sophia did, and no one knows what you truly want. You want to, you know, and like motherhood and sense of community and friendship keep pulling you back, but they don't under. Like, I, I thought that was stuff was really cool because it's also like, you know, it's it's a plain reading of Carol's arc. Like she mm-hmm. kind of wants to die or and or go away, but she always has something, some bond that pulls her back. Same bond that gets people killed. Um, yeah. Like this is clearly Carol's worst fear here that she is this kind of death engine herself. All right, before we move on, let's take another quick break. You've been listening to quite a few Bald Move podcasts now, but you're not in the club? Whoo boy, you are missing out. Not only are all of our premium club podcast feeds completely ad-free, but we have lots of other great content exclusively for people in the club. There's a weekly lunch with Jim and Aaron where we chat with fans about anything and everything from TV and films, food, fun, life advice, and more. But there's also Off the Clock, our premium podcast where we talk about all the shows we don't have time for on our public feeds. Plus, you get access to our full spoiler-filled first-round movie reviews of our newly released films. Don't forget Instant Take and Talk Podcast, where we give our hot takes and discuss television shows with our fans live and immediately after the episode airs. With mega shows like House of the Dragon coming this summer, we're going to have lots to talk about. Not to mention access to our fun and friendly community of club members, with exclusive Discord channels and a dedicated forum. It's one of the best places on the internet to hang out and chat about pop culture. Bottom line, you're helping two regular type guys in the Midwest make the content you like to listen to, which some would say is rewarding to itself. Help keep the lights on and the bits flowing at Bald Move. And get some awesome content for yourself. Head to support.baldmove.com to join the club today. (laughs) 
Since the dawn of time, we've been putting clothes on our back that identify us with our people, our group, our tribe. And why Bald Move might be one of the smallest, weirdest tribes out there, transcending all concepts of border, class, culture, and creed, we still have respect for the old ways. At support.baldmove.com, you can get t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more. We have something for every one of our podcasts, or just wear the four pips of the Bald Move logo with pride. Bald Move merch beats running around naked, and they make a great gift for the Bald Move fan in your life. Join our tribe! Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping. All right, next up, we're on the road with Eugene, uh, Ezekiel, and Yumiko. And Eugene asks some candy questions inspired by the train tracks that reminded him of his mother. Uh, Ezekiel is not enjoying this conversation, or really any conversation. And they come across some walkers in cages and decide to investigate the area. Somehow, they split up. They decide that's the best idea here. And Ezekiel has to kill some walkers while essentially choking on his cancer. Uh, hey. <laughs> Why did they stop? So this is just an opportunity to show how weak Ezekiel is becoming, right? Yeah, because but still strong. They don't find anything here. They don't like it doesn't lead anywhere. They just continue on after this. But yeah, Ezekiel's having a hard time. It's a good thing he didn't fight his uh, face as mortal enemy. A single sheet of corrugated aluminum. Boy, that would have. <laughs> He had, he had no defense. He had no defense against that. But unfortunately, no. it was just a couple of lame zombies he's able to kill. Um, I want to see Eugene deploy his arsenal of impressions. Oh God, what do you think his best There's, is? I, I feel like they're all like. Give, tell me somebody. Tell me somebody you want to give an impression of uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Tom is a flat circle. <laughs> It's pretty good. Is this Eugene? Is this, is this Eugene quoting things in his is his is his voice? Like, Morgan you know, Freeman. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, 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 oh, Andy, it was the <laughs> longest night of his life. <laughs> I, it's like it's just right. it's just Eugene quoting the movies in his voice. He's like that's his arsenal of impressions. I think I think you're I, right. I could, yeah, I want, <laughs> but I want to see him deploy it. You can't. This is Chekhov's arsenal. You can't. You can't do this and never revisit it, man. Come For on, sure. the next time King Ezekiel throws a talent show, this is right before I'd say, hey, uh, King Ezekiel's about to die talent show. You, you got to sign up for it. You got to sign up for it, man. Hell yeah. You got to see. I would love to see it. Uh, all right, so nothing happens there except for Ezekiel coughs a bunch. Uh, Daryl binds Negan's hands and leads him back while talking about what happened to Hilltop, or at least I thought he was leading him back. He's leading him over to where Alpha's head is claimed to be, so... We find that out later. It's clearly that's what Negan's like. Hey, look, I can show you where the dead head's at. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, not a lot to go on in that scene. So I'm gonna keep rolling unless you stop me. Beta sees a record that really fascinates him and throws it on the house PA, which attracts walkers from near and far. I like you. I don't know how in the hell any of this is running because clearly there are very loud speakers that require quite a bit of power. And he just flips it on like this is another Tuesday during the the not apocalypse. I what is happening here? 
I don't know, man. It could be that you've got he's got a big Eugene trademark pile of batteries in back. It could be that this is why he's Alpha's a number one herder, because he always goes to his country western shack and cranks up the tunes and waits for a couple hundred zombies to come. Be like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing with your bullshit two or three zombies. Look at me. I got 500. I, I I, I don't know, but like got it is definitely sorts. like what the fuck? What the fuck is happening here? They they never show any batteries. They never show any solar panels. They they don't show anything mm. that could make you think he could power the speakers. Also, he's got a a full set of acoustic instruments here that he could just play. Human powered yeah. instruments that don't require amplification. A drum set? Oh, you want to get people's attention? Fire up the drum set. Find another guitar, another acoustic guitar, and stand on the balcony playing that, singing your own song. Mm. It, it, they could have gone any number of that ways here, been and cool. this is that the weirdest been, choice. That would have been super Pied Piper, like if he had gone mm-hmm. like on the rooftop and just start strumming, like take his mask off, put on the hat. Go right? up to the rooftop, start strumming the guitar, <laughs> singing to the zombies. All the, they all come and there, and then once they all gather, he puts the mask. That'd have been cool. I yeah. say leave the mask on, just put the hat on, and then <laughs> that's that's a good image. I like that. But then the zombies might recognize him and know he's a fake. Oh, true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they man, I, I don't know electricity, huh? Okay. Oh, it's like, you know, so you go to the Children's Museum sometimes, they got those like things where it's like you stand here and you whisper and it goes down a pipe and your friend, your buddy's a hundred yards across the the room and and you can whisper back and forth through that pipe. Maybe he's just got like a huge amount of like PVC. He's got a gramophone playing into like a 12 inch PVC storm culvert that then splits off and all these pipes. And it's just it's just a magic of acoustic acoustic reflection. He's carrying it's it's uh. Yeah. Sure. I don't I don't buy it either, but <laughs> <laughs> do you know if Half Moon is a real artist or if that is made up for this show? I is this guy hired to not... play beta because he's a country music <sighs> musician who they could go this route with? Gosh. I didn't I, I would didn't have, have no time way of knowing up, that. But but it also when I mean, but, but why would you? Uh, uh, yeah, no, they do that sometimes. I was going to say, like, why would you cast a like semi-famous, you know, country western singer to play this role? But I'm like, oh, it actually kind of like if you're a fan of his and then ra- winds up, he's an actual country western singer in universe. That would be kind of extra cool. But or like casting uh, Lady yeah. Gaga in that uh, that movie she did with uh, American Horror Story. As a vampire? Yeah, not a made sense. <laughs> no. As a singer in that fucking movie with yeah, what's a star his is name? born. A star is born, yes. Thank you. Yeah. 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 You need a singer. Bradley Coo. Hire a singer. Yeah. I act. actually and here's the other thing. I thought these were perfectly cromulent country western songs. Like usually shows when they're trying to do some kind of like uh so maybe it actually when 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 they're trying to do like we always talk about it, we always rag on lost, right? right? We are all everybody, like what kind of like this is a hit song mm-hmm. and you guys are supposed to be kind of like goth rockers and this is the fucking shit you this is your hit? The fuck? Yeah. Um I thought this was pretty if if this is indeed fictional music, this was like not bad. Like yeah, it's not, not my kind Sturgill of music, Simpson, but sure. You know, kind of like, you know, p- pondering about things and uh, yeah, it's not it's not just about losing your dog and your truck breaking down and that kind of shit. So it, it felt I thought I will say at times almost shockingly thematic for what was happening on screen, which to me says right. they wrote this in 10 minutes in the writer's room specifically for these scenes. 
But that's what I'm saying. It's it's surprisingly good because I think that's exactly what they did. And like, this is one of the things where it's like, it doesn't sound like if I heard this on the radio, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this, you know, I could see this being a hit. Sure. This this could be burning up the C&W charts. Which makes me think also that this dude that they hired to play beta might actually be some kind of uh, musician. He's got a good singing voice. Again, if that's him, because they also could have just dubbed them, dubbed them over. You know, they do that all the time, right? Uh, okay, Carol's still being haunted by Alpha. She goes out to a boathouse uh, and brings the roof down on herself while she's digging around. Trying to get that canoe out of the top shelf. She's just, she's always trying to revert to a boat person. Okay. Yeah, because I wonder, like, what the fuck is she going for? But yeah, there's a canoe up there in the rafters she's trying to pull down. Gotcha. But this is, the uh, to me, the most brutal, like, uh, how abusive Alpha got copying, like, her ex-husband. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's ex, all right. Uh you know, uh, like word for word, like, you know, running her down, calling her this, calling her that, telling her she's brainless. She's just essentially a, she's a, a slit, a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty, pretty gross stuff. But it's also you could tell, like, really getting the Carol. And also, like, I thought this is a really you know, like like um in terms of like destructive inner monologues. I thought this is a good um visualization of that because I've I've suffered from that. Like, I have a constant inner critic that's always tearing me down. And like, yeah. uh, no matter what you do, it's kind of like, you know, you could be having a great day and then the critics like, oh, yeah, you think you're you think you're you think you're winning in life. Well, let me tell you about all the shit you've done wrong and what a worthless piece of like the way it's just constant, and like intrusive and you can't make it stop. I like that. I thought that was really cool. It made me feel yeah. a little sympathy for Carol. And I think by the end of the episode, at least the way that I interpreted this um, with a sort of JSS mentality um, is Carol is a a killing and survival machine fueled by hate and that she is using alpha as fuel in this, uh, in these scenes mm. in this episode. I, I could be totally wrong about that. That's just how I was trying to interpret it. But yeah, I mean, well, either, either times, way it, it works pretty well. But before I figured out what was going on, a lot of times I thought that that was like the strong part of me talking, you know? So like it could you you yeah. could be right. It's like her negative internal critic, but she's using that to like kind of like, you know, fuck the haters kind of thing. Right. right. Uh, the one I think this is new information. Carol wrote a letter to Maggie about the whisperer situation in Alpha. That's one of the things Alpha taunts her with in this scene. Oh, and I'm like, did why did that? they tell us that? And what does that mean? Uh, is like Maggie going to show up with like a platoon of Georgie tanks at the end of this episode? Like, where's these fucking whispers? And it's Maybe. like, you know, like, like, uh, in, in a James Bond, you know, where like after James Bond's got everything solved, like the fucking Marines are always rappelling down and like mopping up. It's like, is it going to be one of those types of situations? Cause isn't, isn't Maggie coming back at the end of the season? That's, that's one of the I, things like everybody's hyped for. That- I think so. I think she is, I think she has an episode in those like six extra episodes. Uh, if I remember right, and then yeah, she's definitely going to be back for next season. Or she's so in yeah, the finale, I, I, they, they maybe. Teased, I'm, I'm not sure they exactly. Teased that because I think that's like first of all, like why is anyone else wrote to the former leader of Hilltop saying the Hilltop is on death's door? Like if you got some fucking Georgie power, come you know get, bring bring her Secret Service and whatnot down here, and we'll all throw records at him or something. But right. like every leader yeah, who's told- tried to take over has been murdered. We need you back. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're down to the dregs here. We're about to we're about <laughs> to nominate Daryl. Jesus Christ, come back, Maggie. I, I I wonder. I wonder what they were trying to tell us and what they're getting us getting us hyped for. Or it just might just be laying track for like Maggie to come back. You know, we didn't talk about it, but that brings up a point about you, Miko. Like now that Hilltop is gone, she's kind of freed of all her responsibilities and all her uh, baggage, especially now that Magna has broken up with her, and so she mm-hmm. is free to kind of like go off on this adventure, right? And and live. Mm-hmm some kind of new life free of the expectations she had for herself in her old life. And she, I think she talks about that either coming up or she has already talked about that. It's also, cause I've also heard a lot. I mean, it's, it's been intimated by people's like, you know, pointed questions and whatnot, uh, that maybe fear the walking dead is kind of collapsing into the walking dead. Huh, and I'm wondering okay. if like this, this sojourn wherever they're going is going to meet them, have them meet up at the fear the walking dead bunch. So they can start doing like crossovers and stuff and maybe remix the cast a little bit, you know, because, mm-hmm. um, they, yeah, they're going to shut the one down. I, I wonder if there's if it's if I wonder if the Walking Dead's not so much ending as it's merging with some of the other less successful properties, you know, with a with a core nucleus of people that we're familiar with and and, you know, cheaper contracts of new people and, and all that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it would be interesting. uh It'd be a good time to bring Heath back. They just reminded us that Heath exists. <laughs> sure. In this universe. Heath is a thing. He could be in this city, right? With these people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. This opening door after door with his magic key cards. That's right. He's got like the, the, the key to tomorrow. Turns out was that uh, <laughs> that, that little card. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to negan taking daryl to where alpha's head used to be but it's gone now uh daryl says he didn't do it fast enough which really annoys negan and whispers with guns get the drop on him but they end up kneeling to negan who has become the new alpha negan's laugh here when he realizes what's going on is like so fucking cool oh yeah <laughs> i love it like yeah he's i just love like, this mode yes. of negan, now that it's not his only mode yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially since he has like you know he, he takes his time to taunt Daryl about it and mm-hmm. come on, Daryl, time for you to kneel to the alpha. Um, and also like like you know using this kind of like way to be like you know you are right. I do like being the big man. I do like this. I do like that. Before he lowers the boom on the other whispers. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> Daryl saying, "Go ahead and shoot me." He's like, "Hey, don't threaten me with a good time." Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the thing is, the scene is weird too because, like, no one actually thinks he's going to shoot Daryl here, right? I, I, the show wants us to think that it's playing it like <laughs> that's the tension here, but there was no tension to me at all. I knew exactly no, I what was going to happen. I thought it was not probable, but plausible that Negan would be like, you know what? I've tried to do everything. I've sat in your goddamn cell. I've saved your children from a blizzard. I have assassinated the leader. You keep you your all the leaders of this community kicked me in the teeth and they've reneged on the deal. So, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to, you know, like maybe not join the whispers, but I want to use them to get me to some kind of place where I can. Like I said, I didn't think it was probable, but like. Uh, it wasn't a zero chance that, huh. you know, now does he kill Daryl? No, but does okay. he try to like, I it was, I was thinking, cause I'm looking at shotgun. I'm like, how many shells they actually got? D- is, is that powder wet? Like how often do you, t- you know, like how, how do you like, and then that, that was one he's got double barrel shotgun. He only had one shot in it. 
So like, I mm-hmm. thought it might be something to where like he pulls the gun on Daryl and click and, but nothing happens. And then chaos ensues. But uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, the show scares is, is, is it's not that I'm scared for Daryl cause he's going to have the spinoff. It's more of like scared for Negan to throw away his moral progress. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that would make sense. I, I just didn't see it as any possibility. It was a 0% chance in my mind. And I guess maybe that's foolish. It turned out to be right, but it, but I lost, it bled all attention out of the scene for me. I was like waiting gotcha. for him to do the thing that he was inevitably going to do. Do you think, uh, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I'm surprised Negan untied Daryl right away. I thought he would like maybe, Oh no. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I could, I could untie you and then you're going to have a fucking crossbow in my head and, and all that kind of stuff. Right? But you know, keep the upper hand while still doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know. They're becoming buddies. I I, guess. Yeah. No, Negan's just full on. I'm just trying to be good mode. Yeah. I'm yeah. just trying to like, to be honest, I'm just trying to, to prove him. to you that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Beta watches the walkers crowd around the hotel, enjoying his new army. He peels his mask off, revealing himself to be the guy who recorded the song he's playing. Um, I, yeah, I, I think at this point, yeah, I actually didn't realize it. Um, I was like, okay, what what are they doing here with the mask? He's like, what is it? And then you know, on second watch, I was like, oh, no, this is way, way obvious. <laughs> I just didn't pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of already talked about this scene. Then we go back to, you know, the scene that we talked about a second ago where Negan uses his alpha powers to get the shotgun from these walkers or whispers and kills him. Um, then we go over to Ezekiel. And he's on guard while the others sleep. His horse dies because I guess it got bit somewhere along the way. That scuffle that they were in. Yeah, I feel like they didn't do a good job of showing that. No, not at all. Yeah, horse can get bit. Uh, Then Zeke asks the others to leave him behind if he's not strong enough to make the journey. But Yumiko tells him, look, you're you're trying to predict things that haven't happened yet. Uh, Future isn't written. Let's let's continue on. And he agrees. They need a man who built a kingdom in the apocalypse to see them through like a monument to fit. I, I, yeah. man. Isn't that what he was told not too long ago? Like, look, you've got sway here. You are who you are. I just feel like it's a little, I don't know what the show. Cause like, I'm starting to feel like if, if King Ezekiel is going to die, they're kind of fucking with me with all this hopium that mm. they're, they're asking me to huff. Like, well, oh, well, they you also know, like have a grapefruit can... protruding from his neck. So, well, like, and also it's apparently metastasized it, right? to his lungs now. So it's uh-huh. like, I, it's like, okay, well maybe you could, you know, you could cure thyroid cancer because it's got a 99% rate and you could, you know, get the Soviet satellite uranium and do some shit like that. But like, nah, man, if it's metastasized to his lungs where he's coughing up blood and shit, like he's just a dead man. Uh, but I, yeah, like what, what are they what are they doing with this guy because these are just platitudes if he's going to die in an episode or two and his goodbye the jerry felt like a permanent goodbye Mm -hmm. yeah you know um so mm, i i (laughs) I don't see i mean he's all right this is a crazy theory if you want crazy theories he's he's gone to a city uh where I guess walkers are, are acting like people here or, you know, people are strapping in walkers to act like people in their old lives, all that stuff. The city has a hospital, right? The hospital has equipment. Apparently every building has tons of electricity as evidenced by beta's bullshit. 
any chance they've got good doctors there who could actually like get him on some chemo and they get hooked up with Georgie's group and who knows, like I, they could have full on oncologists there. I, right? they, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, and, and maybe that's what they're getting to like, Hey, you know, there's a, sometimes you got to take a risk. You got to look for new allies and it's open up some new. So like I'm saying like, it's starting to feel though pretty fucking cruel. <laughs> if King Ezekiel just ends up getting dying like yeah. to zombie or to cancer, either one, like they're really because they're, they're really, really throwing those lifelines to me. And I, I like King Ezekiel. I don't want to see yeah. him die. Absolutely. Uh, there's no possible way this horse turns, right? Like he's he's mercy killing this because the, the horse would die of a grievous infection. But there's no zombie horses, right? Like, I that's, think that's, you're right. There's never been anything other than zombie humans in this. And we've seen like yeah. dogs eating them and tearing them apart. Tigers and, getting torn apart. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't I don't think so. Like, I, this is just like a uh, the horse is sick and going to die. And it's a mercy kill thing. I think so. All right. Then we're back with Carol, who is still buried under the rubble of the boathouse while a walker crawls toward her. And the ghost of Alpha calls to it and tells Carol to look at the flowers. Uh, she refuses to, though, and frees herself just in time to kill the walker. And she says, as Alpha disappears, it's never too late. I thought it was a pretty cool parallel that you got the zombie who's like stuck in the the wood gaps between the barn, like trying to get to Carol. Um, and Carol is trapped underneath this wood and like the zombie rips itself free and it's like shreds its skin. And then I think you're supposed to understand that Carol like maybe dislocated her shoulder yeah. or something to get out of there. It's like they both have this. I don't know. The zombie's got the will to eat the living and Carol's got the will to not become the dead eating the living is is kind of, you know, they did this before. Like we are the walking dead and like they, they do these parallels. I thought this was a pretty skillful one. Um, especially with Carol, like passing out saying, essentially it's never too late, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but what is she saying? It's never too late for what? And, and also, good question. Cause there's like, I think this ties back into the, what does she actually want? Um, also like there's a, I, I thought it was pretty effective. The alpha's like, if you if and if you live and you go back, you're just going to get Daryl killed. She's like, I'd never mm-hmm. let that happen. And she's like, oh, like you did with right. Sophie, Lizzie, Mika, Hindri, like just the the, the list of lo- uh, names goes on forever. And like, what does Carol say to that? Because it does seem like in this shithole world, you know, betting on hope is the long shot. You know, um, and I right. never like, oh well, yeah, what you can never let. What do you mean? What does that even mean? What does that even mean for Carol to say? But I like it that like Alpha, this this tormentor, this adversary uh, fig- figment of her imagination is like just really twisting her up with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing to remember here, right? This is Carol having a an argument with herself, um, trying to figure out where she stands on it. And I, I, I so we can say all we want about how maybe Michonne's episode should have come after this. I think the one interesting thing it does by coming before this hmm. is it parallels those two, right? Because Michonne just had this vision quest where she came to terms with roughly the same thing with people dying because of the actions, Uh, honestly people dying because people die in this world. Right. And no matter what you do, people are going to die. It's a dangerous world. People Uh, die in this world, whether you make mistakes or not. And, and I like how, and they could have done this either way, right? They could have had Carol's thing come first and then the negative Nelly approach to it, uh, be balanced out by Michonne's then like more positive, healthy uh, realizations with that. But that was going to be my argument. 
Yeah, that's going to be my argument. Like, if you're going to juxtapose, then, like, why not do the juxtaposition in a note that ends a little bit more optimistically and also gives your character a better, more cohesive send-off and also doesn't spoil, like, two and a half episodes worth of shit for the the viewer. Um, Yeah. It does make this scene richer, though, for sure. Um, And it it gives me something to latch on to because I'm not totally sure exactly what is going through Carol's head here. Um, Sure. Uh, obviously alpha represents a lot of the negative emotions she has around her own survival at this point, but to what end, right? What does she really want? That's still a question I have. Gotcha. Uh, so Eugene's group crosses a bridge toward a city in, in a very short shot here. I wonder what city this is. I don't and know. also big season one vibes, right? Yeah, this is very oh, yeah. coming into Atlanta for sure. Riding in the horse. horseback into Atlanta past the high like this is very which is kind of interesting to do this late in the series like um, almost like we're opening a new chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it, but I also like what what is this? Is this supposed to be like Baltimore or is it supposed to be it's a like Charlotte a city, North Carolina or something? Where where yeah. did they end up? I, I don't know. I've been stuck in the Midwest most of my life. I'm really shaky. I'm really yeah. shaky in like, does it take five hours to get from Philadelphia to New York city or like an hour and a half? Or is it like a 30 minute jaunt? Like, I don't know. I've been out there and it's like, I've crossed five state lines in 15 minutes. It's weird. Can't, can't relate. Big, big boxy, empty boxes out where I live. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> takes some doing to get to another state. So I, I don't know. I don't know where all the cities are at. No, I'm sure actually if you go back and you listen to what Stephanie said, it's probably pretty apparent like the path they would have taken. But I didn't Stephanie. do that. Yeah, Blue Weevil on the, on oh, the radio. Like right, where, right. where they're supposed right. to be meeting her. Damn, you already got her name down. Shit, I'm behind. No, she's still Blue Weevil to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, uh, Blue Weevil. So then Negan tells Daryl that he doesn't think Carol's coming back and that he liked being with the Whispers because of the freedom and the respect that they gave him. And then Daryl just kind of like sighs and they move along. The big, big sigh Negan... from Daryl after he talks about his winning personality, which to me is like Daryl wondering, God, can I do this? Can I live with this dude? See, here's what work. Why this works for me is I think that there was a glance in particular. From Norman Reedus that made me think that like Daryl's starting to see the parallels between Negan and Earl. I'm, I'm sorry, Merle. Not the blacksmith, oh, Merle's okay. brother. <laughs> gotcha. Because uh, I think they are like, and, I, and in fact, I think Negan's uh, altogether better guy because I think you're going to find out that he was actually a pretty cool dude before this all went to shit and he kind of went crazy. And it's kind of like, just like, I mean, all this stuff is as much as I didn't like the Michonne episode, it did a really good job of showing just like what a fucking knife's edge the that line yeah. between keeping your humanity and being utterly lost is mm-hmm. like the like Michonne makes one decision different decides to let Andrea die rather than helping her out and she is then a savior and she dies screaming at the hands of Rick like and yeah. I, I honestly I think that's a good thing to keep in mind in our world like don't get too fucking high and mighty if you were born with the correct beliefs at the correct time that you're like oh hi and like you know like it's it's the civilization thing that we're doing takes a lot of active work and empathy and constantly like, am I the asshole? Um, so like, I, I kind of like it. And like, I think Daryl's like, yeah, I've, I've loved worse. Um, and like what Negan's saying is like, you know, uh, catnip to Daryl. It's like, you know, this is essentially Rick gospel of Rick. You don't kill people that don't need to be killed. You especially don't kill kids for Christ's sake. 
Yeah. You know, Daryl's got the huge sweet soft spot for children. Um, I, I think it's starting. Yeah, it's starting to come together for him. And I like the way this shot is staged because they're sitting back to back. Um, and that shows yeah. not just they're being smart and keeping an eye out for stealth walkers that might sneak up on him if they weren't. Uh, but also that they trust each other a little bit here. Like Daryl trusts Negan not to put him in a chokehold and try and strangle him to death at this point. So the the staging, also, the filming of this is good. They're also like cinematically in opposition too. Um, True. you know, like yeah. uh, they're, they're turning their backs to each other. Like that's kind of like uh, symbolic of being closed off in communication and whatnot. And then Daryl, mm-hmm. when he has that moment of kind of like what I think is realization, like, Oh man, this guy's like maybe like Merle or I'm starting to get Merle vibes from him. He like turns to him. So it shows that like starting to thaw. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's good. It's good. And these, yeah. uh, I think these guys have pretty good acting chemistry too. Yeah, for sure. Like, cause you know, Negan loves to talk and Daryl says as few words as possible. Mm-hmm. So they, they apparently were moving along home because Carol arrives back at Alexandria where Daryl greets her. And that's just a really quick shot. And then we go back to Eugene's group. They head into the city where they find walkers sort of chained to their old lives is how I'd describe it. Um, and it, it just cracks Ezekiel up like he's he loses his mind and then they're yeah, found funny. by a very enthusiastic woman in a bright coat with a large gun. Yeah, I love this. Um, Negan would have had the unhinged apocalypse laugh of the week sewn up easily, <laughs> but then like, and I, I thought it was funny too, because like, it's like, it's like, okay, this is kind of like Will Smith and I am legend. He's got the mm-hmm. mannequin staged up and you know, it's like, Oh, these zombies are like chained to like the mobility scooter. Yep. And they're dressed up in funny hats and they're chained to, you know, so it looks like they're having tea parties. And he gets to the woman in a car and a cop has got like a pin and a, a, a notepad duct taped to its hands. So it looks like it's eternally writing her a ticket. Yeah. And like, yeah, I thought, uh, was it Carrie Payton? Is that the King Ezekiel? I thought yeah. him just like just genuinely losing his shit and cracking up at that was was perfect. And what completely blew me away because I'm like, who the hell? I had no idea that like essentially tank girl was going to show up and like yeah. greet these all like, yeah, this is an interesting person. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to find out more about her. Yeah. How, is she how, with a group? What kind of group is it? Uh, so many questions. No, this is a person who's been alone for a long time, so? but it does make me wonder how the, uh, if she, if her, if her response to everyone is to jump out, uh-huh. gun lowered and be like oh my god people hi how you doing i love you all how has she not gotten pasted you know yeah before now uh she's hasn't found people i don't know how she hasn't been eaten in a in a city there were a lot of walkers in cities she must be a real bad that's what i'm thinking is like she she's either like extraordinarily lucky which i don't believe like these metropolises have to be magnets for survivors you know like she's meeting people all the time Although maybe not 10 years. I don't know. And magnets um, are but, for walkers too. They're ground zero for that type of shit. Right. Right. But it's possible that she's just so fucking good that she's like, she's beyond the Morgan level of clearing where she's having fun with it, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I don't know. It's uh, I, I hope. <laughs> yeah. My first thought was, boy, this is morbid and fucked up. And the person who did this must be a real psychopath. And then I was thinking, you know, the, that whole world is morbid and fucked up. I, anybody who survives this long, you can't blame them for being a little fucked up and and psychotic. You got to do something to pass the time, right? Why not dress up walkers? Why not chain them to the 
notepads and the if it keeps you quote unquote sane sure like i don't i don't that yeah like i understand it's disquieting to use people's bodies like this but like they're not there's nothing to suggest that like people are trapped inside these zombies or whatever and you're giving them eternal peace so like yeah fucking have fun with it why not yeah like i i don't even like i know that this is a a a huge point of contention with rick's groups but i also often i find it interesting like i think it's cool to use zombies like chain a whole bunch of them up to like a wheel to have them and 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 put like a rabbit in a cage in front of them have me eternally yeah. pushing a wheel or something like why the fuck not it's a resource i don't know maybe this uh, is revealing only- my apocalyptic villainy but i've always thought like whenever <laughs> i see because like, i think see negan like the governor have done things like that you know yeah. like where they're using zombie power I don't I don't think I have a problem with it. It's the only true perpetual motion machine because these zombies don't stop. They don't decay. They don't anything. Right. They can just keep going forever. Yeah. So stick. Yeah. These stick zombies them. are a constant middle finger to the concept of entropy. That is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck it. We're just ever uh, energizer bunnies here. All right. And then we get the final scene here where Beta stares into Alpha's eyes and thanks her for helping him to see and then kills her for good. Then he walks out into the zombie herd to become their new alpha with her skin and all. Never looking more Michael Myers than he has right now in this moment. Yeah, it's fucking it's a reveal when you see his face and it's half Samantha Morton, fresh corpse, half, you know, uh, Rob Zombie. And he's like just got this mat, new massive crowd of walkers at his back. Uh, Mm -hmm. the, The music kicks in. It's really fucking unhinged. Uh. Yeah, I like it. And clearly what he's going to do is do one last, yeah. you know, one one last gas from hell's heart to, to try to, again, inflict as much misery and pain as he possibly can. I don't know. Maybe in his mind he thinks he can he can win. Um, maybe, or that maybe, like winning in the long run is inevitable. Like there's all kinds of things right. he could be telling himself. But like, yeah, this guy's formidable. He's got a new herd. Um, I'm kind of surprised that he wasn't able to like, Oh, I don't, and maybe not. Cause like bait is too crazy, but like, I think he could have got a sizable faction of the whispers, like a uh-huh. sizable splinter of that. Uh, if he had tried, but I think he's kind of incapable of being a bro being, a, he doesn't have those leadership qualities that, that the alpha had. Yeah. I'm with you. Not good with people. It's true. Uh, but that's the end of the episode. It's too, I do think it's too bad that they didn't keep her head around um, as a kind of oracle, um, you know, like strapped to his back or on his you know, something. I think that would have been cool. But also, like, then you have to keep Samantha Morton around to keep paying. Like, yeah. Oh, right. They're going to screw her credits going to be gone out of her credits. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Then they're not going to know. It's a cool idea. Fuck it. Nah, just skin. Just just uh, take half her face. Throw it on. We got we got uh, we we got in a contract. We can use like half her face likeness. Right. There we go. Get those credits. Get those credits off. Also, we're I think we're rapidly approaching the time when the whispers are going to be gone. So Mm -hmm. like keeping that around to me would say, hey, we're going to do a lot more with beta over the course of the next season or something. So keep mm. her head around, but we're not right. We're not. Yeah. There's going to be like one more episode where beta throws everything. He's got at Alexandria. I assume I could Maybe be totally off. Cause like we got three episodes, right? Three episodes left Two, two, fifteen, two? and 16. Yeah. 
Oh, right. We got two episodes left. So, yeah, you're right. We probably got one of that. Maybe two. Because, like, there's got to be some Maybe. giant climax. Because I remember, like, I know enough about the meta conversation that people were, like, really, like, holy fuck, I can't believe we have to wait for the finale of this. Um. So, so yeah. yeah but he's, which... I mean, he's got a, he's got a herd, but it's, like, what? Less than much less than five hundred, right? And Alexandria has better walls. They can't burn herds like that like, for breakfast before. I mean, he doesn't have the whispers like, to even help burn Alexandria at this point, right? The walkers can't yeah. do that. So is he going to lead it? Like, and did they find all the tunnels? Because that's the one thing. Maybe oh, if he like leads shit. them up, and there's like tunnel they didn't know about, and he pops five hundred walkers in the <laughs> middle of Alexandria, it? that's it's a like problem. A, a tunnel the size of like a garage door that just leads yeah, up I, into Alexandria. Yeah. I guess if it's just like, a, you know, like something just big for one person to go through, like it would, <laughs> right. that's not very threatening. He has to come at, he has to come in the middle of the night, keep all the zombies quiet, get them all up uh-huh. one at a time. And then once like dawn breaks, the, the attack begins. Yeah. I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, or a thousand small tunnels, just like maybe goes to every oh, toilet has would a be, tunnel under it. We've been saying this all season. The play would be skip Alexander, go to Oceanside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we got some people we edges. care about, like professors there trying to romance the girl. I like the professor. Like I could see Beta just completely smashing Oceanside and killing like the two people we know and care about there. And that would be, yeah, that period be a pretty big gut punch. Because, yeah, going to Alexander is just taking them right into the teeth of the tiger, man. I don't yeah. know. Especially now that the Hilltop people are back there right now they have more yeah. people i'm very excited and i'm like uh yeah uh so close to being caught up to the narrative because i'm a little less afraid of starting to google things once we're done with season 10 proper because like yeah, yeah. what i've been told is all these episodes are very isolated or flashback or they're like they don't you know they're nice character pieces but it's not like oh my god this is going to destroy my appreciation for season 10 it can't right no no so yeah, I got like two episodes to go and then I'll I'll start I'll start being a little bit more bold in my my research and, and reading. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Uh, as a reminder, no feedback episode this week because we didn't record one where we got we got things a little goofed up in our schedule. We are going to come back next week and we will have a, another feedback episode. So if you if you miss us on this one to show up in the next Tuesday um, at uh, one o'clock Eastern and uh, go to stereo.com slash bald move. You can leave us feedback there and we'll be happy to take it because uh, I'm, I'm really curious, like as we catch up and start rejoining the, the conversation proper, we can have more, more elaborate and, and detailed conversations about stuff. So, and again, like we're going to do these two weeks and then we're going to have maybe a feed, depending on how much feedback we'll either have a super long episode for 16 or we consider all the long form feedback we've gotten at watching dead at baldmove.com, which by the way, another great way to send us feedback. Um, or we might do a special episode, but then we're going to shut the walking dead down for several weeks before we come back. Cause we want to watch the bonus episode six weeks out from the season premiere in August to kind of like have everybody like have us and everybody else primed for it to come back. So we'll use that as a, as a way to ramp up the main feed. we got a lot of fun surprises in store. Um, coming up like, uh, for example, Jim's doing a collaboration with Jason over on the, the walking dead cast mm-hmm. uh, to cover the new um, what, what is it? The army the, the, of the, the dead. The, it's, it's Zack Snyder who did the Dawn of the dead remake, um, which I liked back in 2004. He's, he's doing this. I, I don't know. Zack Snyder's hit or miss for me. We'll see what uh, Jason and I come up with, but yeah, that will be in this podcast feed right here. So, uh, and I think that's coming out 
Monday the 24th. The the movie drops on the 21st, but we're going to have to wait until Monday to get that recorded. And if you've been listening watch, listen and watching us for a long time, you know that we, you know, we've done a lot of collabor- collaborations, collaborations with Jason. So it's fun to now that we're back in The Walking Dead to kind of like maybe do some more of that stuff going forward. So, yeah, really excited about that. Um, but uh, we're we're setting to the end of season in style again. Watching dead at bald dot com. If you've got some long form feedback, you'd like to send us in for our consideration at the end of the episode or join us here next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern for uh stereo.com slash bald move the the walking dead feedback episode where you can just record feedback in your own voice and play it uh but yeah thanks for listening and uh, we will see you on the next time until then i'm aaron and i'm jim later later